0: Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Can't believe that we're already almost through another week. Can't believe that Christmas is now just like, what, 10 days away? Uh, Casey just Claire here. We hope that you all have a wonderful uh, day today, but we also hope that you have a wonderful uh, listening experience today as we hope to bring you a good show. In the next segment of the show, we'll have Richard Jones on the line. <clears throat> He's the home of Christian School boys basketball coach. They're off their strong start to the year. Wax we'll him about what life has been like out there in his first season with the team. Then at noon, we'll talk about uh, some LSU news as they go into the bowl game. We've been kind of light on the LSU bowl game stuff because there's so much time between now and the game. But some very definitive things have happened in the last 24 hours uh, that'll impact, I think, the outcome of the game. So. We'll talk about that uh, from both the LSU and Purdue's perspective. Um, and then also at 12.15, we've got my old buddy, Richard Fisher. Richard's going to be joining us as a regular guest here on the show uh, once a week. Don't know always what day of the week. I'll shoot for Thursdays, but I know sometimes there are some Thursdays where he's not available. Um, so we're going to get Richard on uh, to talk about the Saints and LSU and just the NFL as a, in, uh, in general. Uh, we'll be chatting about that. Then the bottom of the show we'll continue to keep the train rolling talking about the New Orleans Saints talking about uh some NBA we got some Pelicans discussion and then at the bottom of the show we'll get to our betting picks. Today our radio team will be at the Golden Meadow LCO game. That one will be played out at Golden Meadow Middle School. It'll be an opportunity for uh LCO and Golden Meadow to get some good work. It's not like a like a game, right? It's not like um you know, you you line up and play for 24 minutes and may the best team win type of thing. It's going to be more of a controlled scrimmage. They're going to find time for the ones to face the ones. They're going to find time for the twos to face the twos. So this is truly like a jamboree scrimmage thing, which is a little bit different, a little bit awkward, right? Because in years past, these teams would start the season against one another playing this type of game. But now the way that the middle school schedule has evolved, teams are playing – So many games so early, both Golden Meadow and LCO have played tournaments and they've played several games before this matchup. So it's kind of awkward to have just like a scrimmage in the middle of your regular season when you've already played several games, but that's what Golden Meadow and LCO are going to be doing today. That one's at Golden Meadow Middle School, a home game for the Lions beginning at 530. You'll be able to hear our broadcast call. I'm actually not going to be there. I'm going to be over at Nichols. Uh, calling the Nichols game with Southeastern, but Coach Kale and the rest of our team will be in attendance at that one um, to break down the LCO and Golden Medal rivalry matchup. Should be a fun one for both the boys and the girls. I know the coaches both ways are excited about their chances, excited about their opportunities, and excited about some matchups that they could take advantage of in that one. Um, Tonight on the high school level, we've got several... um, local games of interest. Sorry, uh, I had to turn off the mic to sneeze. You guys know how this works. But several local games of interest. We've got East St. John hosting Lutcher tonight on the boys' basketball side of things. Bone hosting Higgins on the boys' basketball side. We've also got uh, tonight Berwick, who will be traveling to take on West St. Mary at the Hanson tournament. Then you've got Homa Christian uh, taking on Highland Baptist, hosting Highland Baptist. Remember, we have Richard Jones on in the next segment. We'll ask him about that game. Um, on the girls' basketball side, we've got the start of district play in our local 5A district. The Central LaFouche girls are traveling to take on Hanville. Destrahan girls are hosting Bell Chase. HL Bourgeois hosting Covenant Christian Academy. Then you've got, also in girls' basketball action tonight, Lutcher hosting St. Charles. Then you got Berwick. Um. Well, no, Berwick was scheduled to play Thrive Academy. That game has been canceled. Ed White hosting Franklin tonight in girls' basketball action. St. James hosting Carver. And then we've also got Covenant Christian. Well, we told you, Covenant Christian's traveling to take on H.L. Bourgeois. So that's our local schedule. I don't have any scores, really, of note to give you from yesterday, but pretty much everyone decided, given the severe weather threat, pretty much, the plug got pulled on just about all of the games locally. Let let me, I mean, I'll go through the list just to make sure that there were not any local scores on the boys basketball side, central and Crescent city got canceled. Morgan city and Patterson did not have a score reported. Um, so nothing on the boys. I'll check the girls one more time, but I don't think that there was any local activity. I think all the the school boards in our area kind of nixed the op. Yeah, there there were no results, so no one locally got on the floor last night and competed. So it'll be an opportunity for local teams to get on the floor tonight and try to find back that rhythm. One interesting thing about our local basketball schedule and our local, you know, uh, our basketball rather as a whole in our area, I don't know what's what. Like I don't know what is what, and what I mean by that is like or local 5A district. if you told me right now <clears throat> um you know Central Lafouche would make a push, I wouldn't be surprised but if you told me that Central Lafouche struggled, I also wouldn't be surprised. Same for like Terrebonne. I think Terrabone's good, but then you see they lose to Franklin you know Bourgeois is finding themselves. We got a lot of teams that have had moments of playing well this year but that don't have a whole lot of consistency. Then in 4A, what are the Ellender boys and girls going to look like? The Ellender girls are struggling. They've got some injury issues. They've lost a bunch of games. They're digging themselves a hole. The Ellender boys, we had Cornell Scott on the show last week and he said openly, "Look, we've got a 2-week break coming up and now they're one week into that 2-week break. We needed the one or the 2-week break because like our kids just weren't buying in." So what's that going to look like after the break gets up for there? What are they going to look like? Are they going to turn themselves around? We've still, even though the season is uh, approaching almost a month long, we still got so much uncertainty and so much unknown and so much that we don't know about these teams and so much that we still have to figure out about these teams as we get into district play in our local foray district. What are the Letcher boys going to look like now they've got their football guys back? Can they be a threat? Can they be a contender? Can they be a team that's going to compete at the highest level to try to win the district championship? Right now they're two and three on the year. They've only got one win against a state opponent, but they're losing to the big dogs. They're losing Destran and Hanville and like they're losing to the big dogs. So it's hard to tell what they're going to be coming with whenever they get settled and whenever they start, you know, picking on people their own size, so to speak. Assumption has had some good results this year. Will they be a contender in our local foray district? I don't know. It remains to be seen. But it's an Assumption team that's got five wins already this year. Then you got South LaFouche, the team that we're going to be following and broadcasting throughout the course of the year. On the boys' side, you've got the best player in the area. When BJ goes off, the Tarpons are going to be tough. Just against Central Lafouche like he was Herculean in the late stages of that game. When he starts doing his stuff and he, you know, gets rolling and gets going downhill, it's going to be hard to slow him down. And then, oh yeah, I didn't even mention Homer Christian, whose boys are playing well, whose girls are undefeated. I didn't even mention Ed White. You know, Coach Keith. You know, he's going to have an extremely well coached group. Coach Snack's got his, you know, girls who are going to be trying to uh, elevate things and continue the train rolling in the right direction. So there's so much intrigue, there's so much unknown, and there's so much that we've still got to figure out. Usually, once we get a month into the season, I have a pretty good idea of what's what and who's going where. We're a month into the season. I still don't really have much of a clue. I still don't have much of a clue. And after I left HL Bourgeois over the weekend, I thought I was starting to get an idea. And then you see Bourgeois lose to a Westgate team on Tuesday. I don't think Westgate's very good. You see Terrible lose to Franklin. That's a puzzling result. So every time you think you know something a result pops from around the state, and it reminds you maybe you don't know as much as you think you did. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Richard Jones, home of Christian school. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
1: The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM.
2: It's the big finner sales event right now at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. If you've
3: never been to a Rouse's market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's.
6: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Doofriend Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dofriend Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Golfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference.
7: There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Benz RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Benz RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BenzRV.com.
8: It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely Residential Zero Turn Moors show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've a 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRue and
6: there's no combination words I put on back and welcome
0: back to play by play here on KLEB we go to the phone lines for the first time today and we go to Homer Christian school and we have their boys basketball coach on the line coach Richard Jones coach good morning man how are you
9: Hey, good morning, Casey. I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, buddy. Uh, You guys are playing some good basketball. We were kind of talking about that during the commercial break. Got a big win over South Terrebonne a couple days ago, and then now you take the floor again tonight, and we'll be uh, taking on Highland Baptist. Tell us about the way things are going with your team right now, bro.
10: Hey,
9: I love the direction that we're headed, and um, you know, first and foremost, I'm I'm having a blast. The guys are great. Uh, they're buying into everything we're doing, and, and I'm asking a lot of them. I'm, t- I'm treating them like professionals, and we're preparing for basketball games the way you know, we need to prepare, and they're working hard, doing everything that's hacked so far.
0: 4-2 and two on the year. Tell me about your last one. You got a win against a 4A opponent. I know that that was a good one. And, look, I've seen South Terrible in play. That's a team that a couple days ago was down just three points at halftime against Ellender. That's a team that a couple days ago – beat Westgate so I mean like they're playing some good ball and you beat them that's a really really good win for your team
9: it's a big win um every game every game's a big one and uh you know credits to South Terrible and Caleb White does a great job it was a grind we were we were down in that game pretty much the whole game until the final few minutes and our kids uh Played lights out and just played really, really smart and hard for the last three minutes. And uh, we actually finished the game on a 10-0 run. We were down 42-37 to and uh, finished the game on a 10-0 run. And, man, it was, I was just so proud of them. But it was definitely a big one for us.
0: What was the mood like? I'm sure the guys were jacked up. Man, that's a big one. It looked like it was a pretty nice home crowd. I'm sure the kids were very, very fulfilled to know, hey, man, look, it's a first year and some of that hard work starting to pay off.
9: It is that, you know, that they finally able to really perform in, in front of their home crowd. You know, a lot of our, our starters this year didn't get, uh, starter minutes and, uh, you know, they're still adjusting to life without, uh, big Evan Savoy, who, uh, has a torn ACL and, and is done for the year. But, you know, he's been with us every step of the way and, and has just been a emotional leader for us on that, on the bench and at practice. And, um, you know, so adjusting the, Life without the big 6'4 guy in the middle has been different, and then, you know, a new, new program, new, uh, new ideas, new concepts, and man, I just, I can't say how much they, you know, they're just really buying into everything. Uh, we actually tripled the, the home win total with that win over South T, so they're able to have a little success in front of their home crowd and, and parents and teachers. It's, it's been a blessing.
0: Tell me about um, the guidance and the assistance of Coach Lafon out there, man. I've been knowing him a long time, and I've actually, you know, coached in some adult league tournaments that he was playing in back in the day. Like his dude's just been around basketball forever and ever. And I saw him in a picture that you all posted a couple of days ago, and it made me smile. I didn't realize he was still with the program. It made me smile to see him there. And I know that he offers you a, you know, a word of wisdom or two. I'm sure throughout the course of the year
9: yeah for sure you know he's our uh he was designated our team chaplain and uh, you know he's been great he's not able to make every single thing but when he's there he's definitely got some vital information and you know there's no you know this game case there's no you know replacement for experience so i'm i'm not a, a stubborn head coach so i'm always you know i'm always open minded you know and he offers suggestions i I shut him down half the time on some of those suggestions. Sometimes uh, I take his advice, and, uh, you know, I took his advice late in that game against South T, and Caleb called a timeout. They came out in the zone. My kids were a little unsure. We called a, a timeout right, right away and, and changed something up. So, you know, I'm just trusting everybody that's around us, and, and the kids are kids working hard. It's been fun, but uh, it's, it's nice to have Danny around for sure.
0: Do you have some tape on Highland Baptist. What are some things they do well, and how are uh, you guys going to combat some of the things that they do well?
9: Highland Baptist, uh, they play. They play hard. Um, they they run the one three one zone, which anytime you face a one three one zone, it kind of makes you, your kid stand still a little bit. So we just kind of got to attack it with a with an even guard front and hit those diagonal gaps and look for the backside. So. Hopefully we can beat it down the floor because we're playing uh, we're playing conceptual basketball. We're playing with pace and space and trying to play fast. But and I I told you in our last interview I I got some kids that are that are way more athletic than people are going to realize. So when teams come play us at home of Christian, I know they look at the schedule and they say, all right, this should this should be a win. But you know we're we're going to give teams dog, a dog fight every every night, especially when they walk into our building. So we're excited about this one.
0: Big 48 hours, man. You got Highland Baptist and you turn right back around and you got to go play at Morgan City. That's always a difficult place to play, but it's another opportunity against a 4A school to get some points for playing up and maybe try to steal a win. Big 48 hours for your team, man.
9: You know, absolutely. And, you know, we got a little adversity yesterday. We had to, with the weather, so we actually didn't practice yesterday. Uh, It's exam week going on, so a lot of different elements. But uh, we're getting the kids in the gym early and we'll do a shoot around, walk through, and you know, take it one game at a time. Uh, our focus is on Highland Baptists, and uh, we'll worry about Market City tomorrow.
0: Butch told me throughout the course of the football season, like, hey, bro, we're really, really young. Like, the core of our athletes are very young. Is it the same situation in basketball? Do you guys have a young bunch? Yeah, we.
9: since Evan's been injured, uh, so there's, there's no seniors. And uh, we got four junior starters. And uh, DJ starts as a freshman, and our first two off the bench are eighth graders. So there's there's a lot of youth. Uh, The great thing is that you know I told them I said this is going to be a this is going to be a journey. This is going to be a a maturation process. Don't don't be result oriented early. This group is going to be together next year. So we're only going to get better. You know we're we're in early early uh, levels of our. You know different layers of our offense, and we're we're starting to add different defenses. We're trying to become tougher to prepare for, um, but it's been it's been beautiful to watch. You know, you know the three games that uh, that have been close, we've won. So we're we're closing our games, and if we play hard, we'll be able to keep keep games close. You know, we might not be the most talented bunch in the world, but if we play hard, you know we give us give ourselves a chance every night. So and and they're gonna, you know they'll. I'm rubbing off on them a little bit. They they have no choice but to play hard. You you know how I am, so I you know I wear my heart on my sleeve a little bit. You know I'm I'm fired up talking about it right now. I'm ready to play, ready to play tonight. <laughs>
0: right. the 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 mood on campus must be really good right now. What I mean by is, you guys are coming off of a football season where it kind of exceeded some expectations. Girls basketball is undefeated. Kathy's got them playing super well. Then you guys are four and two. Like it must like be good walking around the campus man you know that you know the momentum is contagious and right now everything's going pretty well
9: yeah absolutely you know I I think it it it's like that at all schools when you know when 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 teams are winning you know people are happy and uh it's just been a great feeling but it it you know it there's no replacement for hard work so that that winning just doesn't occur, occur out of nowhere but um you know, just we just got to keep working hard. So it's it's been good. You know, it's been good. It's a, it's a good environment so far.
0: Tell me about your district, because man, I'm looking at your schedule and it's it's unlike most districts that you see. A lot of these teams are uh, have so many teams in their district that they're playing one round because playing two rounds would be too many. But you guys are playing one round and it's a small district. It'll be five district games to wrap up. Uh tell us about. I mean, I, you got there kind of late. You might not know, you know, how or what went into that decision. But tell us about your league. It's a little bit weird to see so few district games on your schedule.
9: Right? Yeah, and they're all at the back end. Of course, uh, it's it's one round of district. Uh, so we'll host three of those teams, and we'll we'll go to we'll go to two of them. I've I peaked at records. I haven't sat down and and scouted any of them because it's so late in the year. But I can tell you this, you know. Once we get to district time, for better or for worse, we're going to be ready because uh, that week before we start district, that week and a half or so, we got a stretch of uh, Ellender, Terrebonne, and Vanderbilt. So we'll, we'll, be, we'll be ready. We'll, we'll have some, some war wounds and some bruises, and, and we'll definitely be ready for district.
0: That was the next question I was going to ask is that, bro, you guys are going to go through it. You, know? you got Morgan City, you play South Lafouche, you play Terrebonne, Vanderbilt, Ellender, like you said – you guys play just about everybody in the area and as you said, you're gonna get a, a really good sense of what your team's made of here in the next month, month and a half or so.
9: Oh, absolutely. I mean that's some that's some tough opponents and um you know, in some of those games that, at first my kids kinda of looked at me side eyed, but you know, now that they're seeing a little bit of success and starting to believe, you know, every game starts zero zero. So <laughs> You you put five people on the court, they put five people on the court, and you play the game. So as long as we play hard and we keep working, you know, it doesn't matter what the other opponent's jersey says across the chest. As long as you play home, a christian warrior basketball, you're going to give yourself an opportunity. So, yeah, that January stretch is rough. I mean, uh, you got St. Charles Catholic in there. You got South Pupush in there as well a little bit earlier on. Um, So I, I wanted to walk into that. Walk into that district being really, really prepared and and, and battle tested, and I think it's set up set up that way for sure.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Before we let you go, brother, you guys are taking on the Bears on Sunday. No problems, right? That should be an easy one for the Eagles, right?
9: Oh man, I don't want to look. I, again, Casey, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx the birds right now, man. <laughs> so, so I'll just, I'll just, I'll stay humble. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they get through it healthy, and you know. Hopefully we don't don't meet up with the Cowboys in the playoffs. That'd be a little bit too nerve wracking for me.
0: So, talk me through that, okay? Like, is that the team that you fear the most? Is is it Dallas in the NFC?
9: I think it is since uh, since Garoppolo went down. I know uh, I know Purdy played uh, pretty well, but uh, I'll, I'll take a rookie quarterback at. Uh, have to link any any day but I, I would say it's dallas i'm not just saying it because you're you're a cowboys fan and earning some points here but <laughs> i would say dallas is the team that i would want to avoid for sure
0: yeah no i hear you bro and i'm with you uh, thanks so much for the time bro good luck man
9: thanks man appreciate you case
0: yep that is coach richard jones doing a great job as always let's catch a break when we get back we'll talk about some uh college footballs and bowl game stuff, maybe even a little NFL. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We've got Richard Fisher at 1215. We'll talk some football in the next segment here on Play-by-Play.
1: You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM,
8: KLEB and 102.7 FM.
1: The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.
8: Do you want a free easy-go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers. Arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and Cutoff, Chevy find new roads. Celebrating 75 years in business.
7: There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Benz RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Bens RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com.
2: Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at BuzzOffNow.com. Need our cedar Beaters now? Call 985 333 8989. Today to take your lawn back, buzz off mosquito control, safe, effective, guaranteed.
6: Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about DoFriend building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called DoFriend Easy Buy. Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Do Friend difference.
3: If you've never been to a Rouse's market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's.
0: Play-by-play play here on KOEB. LSU got some promising news yesterday in their bowl game endeavors. Um, promising in that their opponent is going to be uh, a glorified skeleton squad. Purdue is going to be dealing with a lot of opt-outs in the Citrus Bowl, which will be on January 2nd at noon. Um, Purdue's starting quarterback Aiden O'Connell, who threw for 3,490 yards with 22 touchdowns. This season has opted out. His number one receiver, Charlie Jones, has opted out. Tight end Payne Durham has opted out. And also cornerback Corey Trice. So that's at least four starters who are going to be not playing for a Purdue team in the Citrus Bowl um, against LSU. They quite frankly is going to be hungry to try to snap a little. Many losing streak hungry to try to get their 10th win of the season. Las Vegas doesn't think this will be a competitive football game. LSU is now favored by 14 to beat Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. Um And I think that that sounds about right. Like, LSU last year, and, and look, if if I'm Brian Kelly and I'm the Tiger coaching staff, no mas. <laughs> we know how much and how important a bowl game could be to momentum going into the next offseason. We know how important a, a bowl game could be towards um you're recruiting. We know how important a bowl game could be just towards planning that seed of going into the offseason of, all right, this is the way the offseason is going to be. You know, let, Let's launch that rocket ship into next year. Um, last year, you were in a situation where you played the bowl game with nobody, literally zero quarterbacks. You played a wide receiver at quarterback in the game. Now you're going to be facing the team that's short-handed. Don't let up. Just show up and beat the hell out of them. That'll be the challenge for Brian Kelly and his team. You're going to be favored to beat Purdue. You would have been favored to beat Purdue even if they had their guys, but without them, you should be in probably pretty good position here in this game. It looks like Austin Burton will be the starting quarterback for the Boilermakers in the bowl game with the quarterback out. He is a senior, 6'3", 210. He's thrown for three touchdowns and one interception this year in limited opportunities. Burton has played sparingly throughout the course of his career, but he's completed 70% of his passes in limited opportunities. Doesn't look like he's all that fleet of foot as a runner. He started his career at UCLA before transferring to Purdue. So good opportunity for LSU to kind of pounce and take advantage of a wounded animal here. Um, And we'll see how it shakes out. Now, an interesting piece of news also from the Purdue front is that uh Purdue's going to have a pretty famous assistant coach for the Citrus Bowl. Drew Breeze is apparently going to be serving as quarterback's coach for the Boilermakers, his alma mater in the bowl game. Breeze um, reached out to the university and said that he wanted to be part of the coaching transition, wanted to help the school identify a new coach, wanted to, you know, be more involved. So some sort of way that led into, all right, you want to be involved, let's do it. You're the quarterback coach for the bowl game, so we'll see what his fingerprint will have on the Boilermaker signal callers as they're taking on a fast and furious LSU defense. That's that, you know The Tigers are going to be without a few guys too now, B.J. Ogilari and some others who have opted out. But it looks like the, um, the brunt of the opt-outs are hurting Purdue more than they're hurting LSU for this cycle, and that's the biggest reason why. The Tigers' line it jumped from like eight and a half to fourteen in recent days as the Tigers are now very, very heavily favored. USC is favored slightly over Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. That game will also be January second and it'll also be at noon. USC is a one and a half point favorite over under sixty one and a half. I've been asked quite a bit to kind of break down the matchup, and I've reluctant. I've been reluctant to do so. Not out of apathy, not out of you know defiance, but it's hard to break down the matchup until you know what USC is going to have available. Um, USC's got the best quarterback in the country. They've got Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. We don't know if he is or is not going to play in the Cotton Bowl. If he plays in the Cotton Bowl, I surely think that it's going to be a challenge for Tulane to slow him down. 37 touchdowns, four interceptions, 4,000 yards passing on the year. Like I could see Tulane really struggling to slow that guy down um, if if he's available. But he battled a severe hamstring, and you know had a big pull in the Pac-12 championship game. So if he's not available, USC is going to be playing a backup, um, which is going to you know hurt their offense obviously. And USC is going to have to find a way to be better up front because they got bullied up front at times this season, especially in the Pac-12 championship game, and it's a two-lane team that runs the ball very well. They're going to run right at USC and are going to be very physical and are going to challenge USC. All right, we're 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 punching you in the mouth. What are you going to do about it? Um, and the onus is going to have to be on the Trojans to try to answer that physicality. So it's a difficult game to handicap. It's a difficult game to try to manage. It's a difficult game to pinpoint how I think it's going to go down. I think USC's got the better athletes. I think USC's got a better quarterback. I think USC's got a scheme that could probably score on anybody. But I don't know what all is going to be there. <laughs> because they, you know, they've got some big concerns. So I truly see it as 50-50 toss-up game, much like Vegas. Vegas says it's USC by a point. Um, who am I to argue? The two college football playoff games are going to be played before the Cotton Bowl, and the Citrus Bowl. Those will be played on New Year's Eve, and they're going to feature heavyweight matchups between um, between TCU and Michigan and Georgia and Ohio State. The TCU and Michigan matchup will be the three o'clock game, the first game on the schedule. Michigan's favored by seven and a half points over TCU. Michigan is... Um, So good up front. They only allow 277 yards per game and only 13.4 points per game. It's hard for me to see a world where TCU's able to block Michigan for the full 60 minutes. It's a TCU team that has kind of lived on a prayer all year. It's a TCU team that has, frankly, gotten lucky at times this season to be where they are. But on the flip side to that, it's a Michigan team that, Sometimes isn't all that gifted athletically. And sometimes, like, you could line up and kind of slow down their offense. They scored 27 points against Iowa. Didn't look good doing so. Scored 19 against Illinois. Kind of got bailed out by the officials in that one. So, if TCU's got a good initial game plan, we could see a situation where we can maybe get to the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, and it's, you know, 10 to 7, and it's kind of an ugly game. But I just think Michigan's going to break them down. In the second matchup, which would be uh, Georgia and Ohio State, I just think that the SEC talent is going to be too much for Ohio State. Ohio State is limited. they battled injuries throughout the course of the year. Do they have a good vertical passing attack? Yeah, they do. They get 294 yards passing per game. Stroud is, is exceptional. Harrison's exceptional. But I just don't see Ohio State being able to take the top off of the Georgia defense often enough because I don't think they'll be able to protect Stroud well enough. I don't think that they'll be able to stay balanced well enough to do that. The Georgia defense has given up more passing yards than last year. LSU actually just got done torching them, quite frankly, for almost 500 yards passing. But I think that they'll fix some of those errors. They'll clean up some of those mistakes. And I think we're looking at a situation where it's going to be chalk and chalk. I think it's going to be Georgia and Michigan and then i think it's going to be georgia favored over michigan and probably getting the win over michigan as we move forward. if you're looking to me for a bowl game lock, that was a question yesterday on our mailbag as a lot of bowl pickems are coming up and a lot of folks are you know making their predictions and their picks. i i don't know why alabama's barely a favorite to beat kansas state. i just don't. i don't care who alabama's quarterback is or isn't. i You're looking at a matchup where it's going to be all five-star athletes against all three-star athletes. I think Alabama's going to bully Kansas State. I think Saban's going to have them ready to play, trying to show, hey, we should have made the playoff. Alabama minus three over Kansas State feels like a mistake. I think Alabama's going to beat them by two touchdowns. So if you're looking for a quote-unquote lock in the bowl season, that's where I would look. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Richard Fisher, our old buddy and our old colleague, Uh, He and I will be chatting about the NFL, college football, and everything in between. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
1: The French Connection, the
2: all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's the big finner sales event right now at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
8: It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up, that's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals, then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails. Operator comfort beyond compare. We've had a hundred years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within at Neil Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, Laro.
5: Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and many more. Industrial power systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano.
4: At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation.
0: you
2: have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business.
4: shoes shoes please
0: welcome back to play by play here on kleb we go to the phone lines one more time today and we go to our old buddy and our old uh, radio host, our co-host, that's my pal Richard Fisher, who's on the line now. Fish, what's good, bro? How you doing, man? Doing
11: good, Casey. How you doing, my friend?
0: Doing good, man. We, we told the listeners we'd have you on to talk about some football. So let's start with the Citrus Bowl. You've got LSU taking on Purdue. Purdue looks like they're being ravished by opt-outs. Their quarterback has opted out of the game. Their number one receiver has opted out of the game. LSU would have been pretty heavily favored even had they played but it's going to look like a situation now where Brian Kelly and his team are in a great position to get their 10th win of the year.
9: Yeah,
11: no doubt. It, it almost kind of starts to look like the reverse of what LSU was on the bad end of last year versus Kansas State. And this is a matchup that even if Purdue was coming in uh, full board, you would you would certainly uh, go ahead and, uh, and, and think that LSU is going to have a pretty, a pretty easy time if they choose to uh, go ahead and, and, and uh, play hard in the bowl game, which for big programs like LSU, you just never know. But with the new culture that we have with Coach Kelly, somehow I just don't think that's going to be a problem, it, you know, especially coming off of two consecutive losses, uh, the last of which, well, really both of which really got away from you in the second half just to varying degrees. So I think you're going to see a hungry team looking to play a 60-minute uh, game You've got a 14-point spread currently for LSU. I'm not sure that's high enough. I, I, I think LSU is going to roll. I, I, was, I don't know about you, Casey, but I was a little bit surprised that the Citrus Bowl went ahead and took Purdue over Illinois. And I know Purdue beat Illinois head-to-head, but if you look at the, the resumes over the course of the whole season, I, I just don't think it's close. I, I think Illinois is a much stronger program and stronger opponent than Purdue would have been even at full strength, but that that's that's what the uh, Citrus Bowl committee chose to go ahead and go with, and and I think it's going to be a a, a whole uh, we're going to hear victory for LSU a whole lot uh, New Year's Day in uh, in Orlando.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, and and I was also a little surprised by the selection. Now um, I had Mike Scarborough on oh, about a week or so ago, and I asked him, I said, Mike, uh, what's the lowdown on Jaden Daniels? And he told me, Hey, look he's coming back like you know 90 95% he's coming back unless if he you know throws for 500 yards in the bowl game and you know just has something crazy happen but one thing that mike said is that he may receive some competition in the offseason still yet which is crazy to think was with as well as he played this year beating alabama and having far more touchdowns than interceptions mike thinks that the lsu staff is high on some of the other guys too especially knowing that the offensive line is better able to protect and you know maybe could take some vertical shots down the field like we saw in the SEC championship game. So what are your thoughts, man? It's like It looks like Daniels is heading back towards Baton Rouge, but he may not just be handed the job. He may have to try to win it again because the LSU staff likes a lot of these other guys in the room too.
11: Yeah, it's a great problem to have. Competition is always good so long as it doesn't cause certain individuals to transfer and this new... Uh, wild, wild west we have of the transfer portal, I I mean, Walker Howard's the future. Uh, I think we all know that Walker Howard's the future. I think we all feel good about LSU's chances of winning a national championship with Walker Howard under center. But with that said, is he going to be ready next year? Is he going to be able to outplay Daniels in in spring camp and fall camp leading up to the season? And that's going to be a very, very high bar with the way Daniels played in the Kind of the, the latter two thirds of the season for LSU and really 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 stepping his game up and for a short time becoming a legitimate Heisman candidate until that steam kind of went away. But so it, it, I I kind of take the stance as so long as nobody's looking to leave, competition is always great and whoever comes out winning that battle next year, LSU is going to be in great in great shape. And you do bring up a great point, Casey that. The, the the way that the offensive line should be vastly improved next year. And the O-line did come on quite a bit as the season went on. But to, to start the season with an offensive line that you feel better about, that changes the type of quarterback that you might feel comfortable having behind center. Maybe, maybe go to a little bit more of a drop-back passing game and not necessarily feel like you need to scramble and make plays on the run as much as Daniels is very capable of. So. I think that's going to fit into the calculus as well.
0: Tell me about the NFL. Let's shift gears and talk about the NFL. One of the big dilemmas that I'm having right now, bro, is I don't have a clue, and and I mean that in in the most excited way possible. I don't have a clue of who's real in the NFC. I think the Cowboys are really good. Some weeks they're not very good. I think the Eagles are probably head and shoulders the best team, but I don't trust Hurts to do it in the playoffs till I see it. I don't trust the Vikings. I don't trust Tampa. I don't trust San Francisco with a rookie quarterback. It's wide open on that side. Then on the AFC, it's wide open for a different reason. you got so many behemoths. you got Buffalo. Miami, when they're playing well, could play at a high level. The Bengals, you don't want to face Burrow in a one game. Uh, If Lamar Jackson gets back, the Ravens are there. You've got Kansas City. The Chargers in any one game could be there. Uh, It's wide open. I don't have a clue what's going to happen in the next month, and I think it's going to make for an awesome playoffs.
9: It really
11: will, and the AFC is going to be much more awesome than the NFC playoffs. If now, now I think we are going to see some upsets in the NFC playoffs, but that's only going to be because some of these division winners just aren't very good, but also some of these wild card teams, other than the Cowboys, if they remain a wild card team, just aren't very good. So the the NFC playoffs aren't going to be as fun as the AFC playoffs. Uh, but, but you know, starting in the NFC, I, I, I'm with you. I think the Eagles have clearly established themselves as the, the favorite. But also, we just can't get that playoff game in Tampa where Hertz was completely shut down out of our heads. And it's kind of one of those, like you said, you got to see it before you can believe it to see if that offense is going to be able to put up the amount of points that you need to put up to win these playoff games. Um, I, I, I think the, the Vikings are not a good team, and their DVO rating. Uh, for those of you out there who don't know what DVOA is, it's kind of like an a analytical nerd metric to tell you how good a team actually is beyond their wins and losses. And Minnesota is one of the worst DVOA teams in the history of the sport to have the record that they have right now. So while Minnesota is probably going to slide their way into the division championship there, unless if Detroit keeps winning, uh, that's going to be a team that you're going to want to go play in the playoffs, considering you have to go on the road and play somebody. So Tampa's, Tampa's, Tampa's done. So T- Tampa's absolutely done. They, they, they're, they're not going to find it this year. They've got too many holes on their roster. Uh, their offensive line can't protect Brady, and that's the biggest thing he needs at his age right now. And the defense just can't stop the run anymore. The, the the defense really used to be stout against the run than and he, and because and because you'd be in so many second and third and long situations you wouldn't be able to throw against them. That is not the case for Tampa anymore. And and, and isn't it a shame that the Saints blew that game in Tampa a couple yep. of Monday nights ago because they'd be in a four way tie at first place at five and eight if, if they would have found a way to not blow that game. So the the it kind of comes down to who do you feel is going to be capable of beating Philadelphia? The only t- two teams that I think have a prayer would be Dallas and San Francisco. But Dallas and San Francisco might play each other before they play Philly. So it, it might there might only be one bite of the apple against Philly to, to go ahead and take them out before the Super Bowl. And you said it in the AFC, Casey, with these quarterbacks, with, with these offenses, it's going to be so much fun. And now that the Chargers are starting to creep their way up into the playoff race, if they could go ahead and sneak in somehow, the, the, the quarterbacks and the offenses are just going to be so great. And the, the AFC wild card and divisional weekends are just going to be amazing in the AFC.
0: How do we slice up the same situation? Is Dennis Allen going to be back? Should he be back? You know, because look, I the, the defense is playing well, the offense is kind of a mess, so I could see the argument of, all right, just go get me another coordinator, maybe try to get a quarterback. But I keep going back to, and I've always been told, poorly coached teams turn over the ball and commit a bunch of penalties. The Saints turn over the ball and commit a bunch of penalties. What do you think? Is Dennis Allen going to get a second season in New Orleans?
11: I think that's going to come down to who Saints brass feel they could bring in. And if they feel that would be a market improvement over Dennis Allen, because if we're being honest with ourselves about where the Saints franchise is, if you're looking at bringing in a new coach and trying to entice them to take over your program, the Saints and the Rams are probably the two bleakest roster situations and cap situations for the next five years. So, it's not a desirable job. Like you're, you're not getting Ben Johnson from Detroit. You're not getting uh, D'Amico Ryan's from San Francisco. It's it's, it's a non-starter. So you're going to be looking at some of the lower, middle tier coaches available. And if you're not sold with with committing to a new regime, because remember, it's not just the head coach. You'd be cleaning house and and getting rid of all your assistants too, probably with a new regime, maybe you just stick with Allen one more year. And, and and if for no other reason, then you just don't feel like you could do any better, you know? So it, it, it kind of comes down to who's available for you. And I'm, I'm kind of starting to lean toward thinking that nobody's going to want that job and the Saints and Allen are going to be stuck with each other for one more year.
0: You know, what's crazy about this whole thing is that, and, and we're kind of talking the NFL as a whole here, The Packers won a Super Bowl one year where they did not have home field advantage and they were on the road every week. And I thought that that was the biggest advantage that they could have because they were a team that played basketball and grass. And if they would have to play in the snow, they probably would have lost. I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL, but I think the Bills, if they get home field advantage, are not going to win the Super Bowl because they don't play well in cold weather. They've got a snow game coming up against Miami on Saturday be a good opportunity to maybe try to prove me wrong. But you and I talked about this privately last week. The Bills are a team that, and it's crazy to say this, because they've got an amazing fan base. They're lunatics. They're nuts. But they may be hurt by earning home field advantage if that's how it shakes out.
11: Right, and two is not exactly a cold-weather snow quarterback either, so we might want to look at the under on, on a Saturday night. But uh, I'm with you, Casey. I, I think they're going to have a really difficult time dealing with buffalo in january because their offense is so based on timing precision and accuracy and yeah josh allen has a strong arm but if, if you watch that game versus the jets this past week it looked like old josh allen it like it looked like josh allen before brian dayball came to town a few years ago where you just didn't know where the ball was going when it left his hand doesn't matter how hard it's coming out it's not coming out accurately so we've seen it time after time. You know, remember last year, the crazy, and this might be a bad example because it was just such a crazy example, but the New England Patriots Monday night game last year and all that wind where neither team could move the ball an inch. You know, so it, that's what you would expect out of these late season games in Buffalo, and this team is just simply not built. To be able to accentuate all their strengths, it, it, it kind of the weather becomes a great equalizer. And when you've got this amazing Buffalo offense in perfect conditions, you just don't want to be equalized. They uh, recently announced they're going to build a new stadium in Buffalo. That stadium will also be outdoors so that the fans can stay as crazy as they are in the cold. But as long as this is the type of offense they run, it's just not going to be a benefit for them.
0: Very interesting. The Pelicans are playing at Utah again tonight. Utah beat up on them a couple nights ago. Uh, The Pelicans are playing well. We have chronicled that here on this show for the last two or so weeks of how well they're playing. They're legitimately one of the better teams in the Western Conference. My question to you, you've got all these picks and you've got some very tradable, flexible contracts. Do you see a situation where they try to roll the dice and try to become head and shoulders better than everyone else via trade? Or do you think that they're going to just kind of let it play out with what they have and try to take their best shot with the roster that's gotten them this far?
11: I think if someone like Kevin Durant legitimately becomes available and would be okay with going to New Orleans, you'd have to listen, and and you you just have to because if you could if you could bring in Kevin Durant, even if it means trading one of your three best players to get him, you're immediately one of the two or three favorites to win the championship. Like there, there's just full stop. So you would have to consider it. You would have to think about it. I also think the Pelicans have to consider how long this window actually is, because we see in the NBA all the time these windows are much shorter than you think they're going to be. These these bench players like Naji Marshall and, and and Jose Alvarado and, uh, and and you know a couple of your starters even uh, Trey and and. Uh, and Jones, these guys are going to get paid at some point in the future, and when they have to get paid, you're either going to keep them, and that's going to limit the amount of other players you're going to have on your roster, or you're going to lose them altogether. And I know restricted free agency comes into play for, for, for a lot of those guys, but it, it's one of those deals where this, these windows are not open as long as you think. And another thing I'll mention, which Pelican fans might not really want to think about yet, and we shouldn't be thinking about it yet, unless if we're in the general manager's seat, as awesome as Zion has been, and he is back, he is mad, he's angry, he's making those faces at people again. You just have no chance to stop him in the post. I don't think Zion's going to age well. I think when he gets to be 28, 29 years old, he's going to be on the decline, and you, you are not going to want to be left holding that bag. Now, that's seven, eight years from now let's hope they've made it to a Western Conference championship or two and, and maybe even taken higher than that within, that within that time frame. But I just want to use all those examples to say that these windows are not as, as long as you think they're going to be. So if someone like Kevin Durant gets unhappy in Brooklyn and, uh, as, or continues to be unhappy in Brooklyn, as I should say, and they actually decide they'd be willing to trade him and he'd be willing to go to New Orleans, You'd have to consider it. But, but I think you only potentially blow up the camaraderie of this unit if it's a franchise-changing we are going to be in the top two or three odds to win a championship player like Kevin Durant. I don't think you would do it for a middle-tier player like, say, Trey Young, if ever he becomes available. I think you do it for, for a legitimate, legitimate top-tier star talent. When I say middle-tier, I mean middle, middle-tier among stars. I'm only talking high tier among stars.
0: Last question for you: some quasi-breaking news. Getting back into college football, Drew Brees is going to be the quarterbacks coach for Purdue in the bowl game against uh, LSU in the Citrus Bowl. So, kind of interesting. Uh, Drew Brees gets to lose one last big game before before <laughs> we get to the next year, right?
11: <laughs> oh, you had to get that shot in there. Didn't you? <laughs> well, he's going to have an uphill battle not having O'Connell. And- and working with some of those younger quarterbacks there and going up against an awesome defense, or at least what we thought was an awesome defense at some point this year for LSU. But uh, <laughs> let's see how he does. Maybe that's the future for him. You know, I don't think starting in such a short time frame to be an assistant coach like that leading into a one-game bowl game scenario is necessarily the beginning of a great trajectory toward a coaching career. But if he wants to get some experience and then maybe go down to the high school level and and get going that way, you know, more power to him. Let's see how he does.
0: Oh, well, before you know it, he may be the head coach of the Colts.
11: <laughs> He's every bit as qualified as Saturday, isn't he?
0: <laughs> thanks so much for the time, buddy. We'll chat next week.
11: All right. Thanks, Casey. Awesome as always.
0: Yep. That was Richard Fisher doing an excellent job uh, giving us a rundown of the Saints and LSU, college football, the Pels, everything in between. We are happy to have him as a weekly guest. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'll be talking about a couple of things that I'm seeing in the headlines. We'll talk some NBA. It's play-by-play on KLEB.
8: The team at Calvin Braxton Ford wishes you peace, joy, and prosperity throughout the coming year. Thank you for your continued support and partnership. We look forward to working with you for many years to come. Happy holidays from the staff at Calvin Braxton Ford and Lockport.
2: Get Ready Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife show is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Train Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry one no under the age of 18 admitted without a parent got any guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show show hours 9 to 5 saturday 10 till 5 on sunday come to the pontchartrain center on williams boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the 50 dollars restaurant gift card see you there at the big one Sure a shoot and don't miss it
1: For 200 years, Louisiana has developed, enjoyed, and benefited from sugarcane production. Sugarcane has enhanced the lives of millions statewide, and it's those same people who make this amazing industry
2: number one. The American Sugarcane League, celebrating 100 years. Tiger Rag Magazine subscribers are LSU fans in the know. Tiger Rag Magazine gives you exclusive stories, beautiful pictures, and behind-the-scenes insights. Subscribe today and be in the know at TigerRag.com. The deputies of the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office remind you to designate a driver if you plan to drink this holiday season. By driving impaired, you endanger others as well as yourself. Designate a driver anytime you plan to drink. Have a safe and happy holiday season. From the LaFouche Parish Sheriff's Office.
0: Welcome back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. Casey clear here. We've got a Thursday night football matchup tonight that we'll talk about. We'll also talk about some NBA in this segment. Then we'll get to our betting picks to close out the show. Tonight we got the 49ers taking on the Seahawks in Seattle, the 7-6 and six Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think this is going to actually be a pretty good game. Um, the reason why I think it's going to be a pretty good game is – um. The 49ers are beat up, man. The the 49ers are beat up. Uh, Brock Purdy is going to start today, though he was listed as questionable all week with an oblique and ribs injury. It's going to be a challenge for a rookie quarterback with not a whole lot of experience to play injured on the road in a rowdy environment with not a whole lot of time to absorb and and execute the game plan. It's going to be a challenge. I think Purdy may struggle a little bit today. Compared to what we've seen. But look, he's been excellent so far this year. He may struggle compared to what we're used to. Um, There's no Debo Samuel tonight for the 49ers. He is out with uh, an ankle injury. He's going to be back in three to four weeks, it looks like. So just in time for the playoffs for San Francisco. And uh, the 49ers are also going to be facing, and we talk about this often in football, whenever we're discussing things here on the show, a team that wants it and needs it more. The 49ers don't need to win this game, but the Seahawks do. The Seahawks are 7 and 6. They're at home. They have to have this one tonight. Um I don't know, man. The 49ers are favored by 3. That feels about right. Like I do think that the San Francisco's probably going to win, but I think it's going to be a big struggle. I think it's going to be a big grind. Geno Smith has been very good this season. 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Man, what a what a resurgence. For Geno Smith, like, I remember actively advising some friends of mine during fantasy drafts, and the question came up of like, what do I do about Lockett and Metcalf? And I remember giving the advice like, stay away from both because Geno Smith sucks and the Seahawks won't be able to throw the ball. Boy, am I an idiot. <laughs> Lockett and Metcalf have both had excellent seasons. Geno Smith has been terrific. 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. It's just weird. He's doing something that you don't see people do ever. Early in his career, he was terrible. Terrible. His rookie season, 12 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. His <laughs> next season, four, uh, excuse me, 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He was not good early. And the league kind of gave up on him as a result. And usually when guys get into that backup mode where they just become a career journeyman backup, which is what Geno's been for the last five, six years, like they just stop developing. But kudos to him and gained so much respect. He has developed and developed and developed. He's 32 years old, and he's a very good NFL starter. 71% completions, 25 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Like He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFC. So kudos to him, man. That's incredible work. That's really good stuff from Geno, who's had one hell of a year. The Saints are t- pl- playing the Falcons on Sunday in the Dome, a matchup of a 4-9 team versus a 5-8 and team. Atlanta's going to be without uh, Marcus Mariota, who is out for the rest of the season with an injury. They're going to be giving the ball uh, to Desmond Ritter. The rookie out of Cincinnati, Ritter has played a little bit uh, at times. This no, actually, he's, according to ESPN, he hasn't played at all. I don't think that's correct though. Um, but Ritter has uh, is a third round pick out of Cincinnati, and he'll be facing a New Orleans defense in the dome that's looking to find some momentum. Right? You know, it, technically, you're still not out of it in the South somehow. I mean, you've only got a one percent chance to make it, but. Lloyd Christmas says, well, you're telling me there's a chance. New Orleans is sticking with Andy Dalton. I think that's the right thing to do at this point. I know that's unpopular. No fans are going to holler at the radio and say, what the heck are you talking about? It serves you no purpose right now going to Jameis Winston. Because one of two things will happen. Either he plays poorly and loses all of his trade value, because remember, you've got him under contract for one more year. Either he plays poorly and you lose his trade value, or he plays well and it gets your entire coaching staff fired for not playing him sooner. So playing Jameis Winston right now for New Orleans is literally a no-win situation. There's no way it could turn out well. And then that, besides the point, like Andy Dalton's not been the problem. He's got 15 touchdowns, 7 interceptions with a beat-up offensive line, with a limited running game, a team that commits a bunch of penalties. Like, he's not been terrible. He's taken a lot of the brunt of the blame, but Andy Dalton has not been bad. I think the Saints' defense is going to lock down Atlanta, allow almost nothing. I think the Falcons are going to barely score anything, and I think the Saints will win like a 21-7 type game against Atlanta. Now, what happens after that for New Orleans, that remains to be seen. We're just kind of approaching this one week at a time. But I think that New Orleans will beat Atlanta, then probably lose to the Browns and the Eagles in the, in the future weeks on the road. But I do think that they'll get one on Sunday against the Falcons my Cowboys are playing on the road against Jacksonville if you're looking for an upset special I think the Jags plus four is a pretty good bet the Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence who's been playing exceptionally well in recent weeks Cowboys have propensity of turning over the football I don't think that works on the road so the Jaguars might be a good bet another very interesting game is the Lions the Lions are traveling to New York to take on the Jets The Lions have been one of the hottest teams in the NFL in recent weeks, one of the best teams in the NFL in recent weeks. Taking on a Jets team, that is and 7-6, and that is kind of going in the opposite direction. Vegas says the Jets are a one-point favorite. Uh, I don't know. I could see Detroit going on the road and putting a whooping on them. I think that one may be a juicy game to play on in Vegas. Another very exciting and very intriguing matchup. This is a good NFL schedule, really good NFL schedule. The Titans and the Chargers. This ain't a game I'm gonna bet on because I don't have a clue who's gonna win. But both teams are seven and six. Both teams are in a spot where they're looking to try to build some momentum for the Chargers to get into the playoffs, for the Titans to try to solidify winning their division. Um that'll be a, a good matchup there out in Los Angeles. Justin Herbert was I mean, he was so good on on Monday night, or excuse me, on Sunday night, out of this world good. If he could carry that momentum forward, you look like the Chargers would be in good shape to win that one. They're a three point favorite at home. Another intriguing matchup is you got Cincinnati, the Red Hot Bengals who are traveling to Tampa, take on the Bucks. The Bengals are actually favored in Tampa to win that game. I agree with Richard, who said it openly and bluntly in the last segment. He thinks Tampa's done. I I think they are too. I'm tired of making excuses for Tampa Bay, I'm tired of trying to figure out when they're going to start playing good football. I think the more obvious answer is just they're not. They're not. They don't block well enough to protect Brady, and Brady doesn't want to get hit, so what you see is he drives back and then just throws the ball at somebody's feet over and over and over again. They're playing third and seven all game, throwing two-yard passes, getting tackled in front of the sticks. They're such a frustrating offense to watch, and defensively, they're just breaking down. You know They're giving up yardage and giving up big plays and doing things that are uncharacteristic. I don't think Tampa's any good, and I think that Cincinnati on the road is probably going to go out there and get a win. The Giants and the Reds. Oh, listen to me. I almost said the Redskins. The Giants and the Commanders. My bad, y'all. The Giants and the Commanders are facing off with one another on Sunday night football. These two teams faced off two weeks ago. Um, out in New York, it was a 20-20 tie. The Commanders are in the rare situation where they're facing the same team two times in a row. The Commanders played him two weeks ago, had a bye, and are now playing them again. Both teams are seven, five, and one and are trying to close in on that playoff opportunity. The Commanders are a four and a half point favorite. Uh since playing Taylor Heineke, uh, they have been much better in recent weeks. But boy, you gotta give some love and some attaboys to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has been left for dead. The Giants didn't even exercise the fifth year on his contract. Uh, which is something that almost never happens. But this year, he's played really well. 12 touchdowns, four interceptions. Is he limited? Yeah, he's limited. But is he tough as nails? You bet. He's got 548 rushing yards, five touchdowns. Um, and he he lays out. He he does everything to try to lead his team despite some of his deficiencies. Not a guy I would want starting for my team because, because he is so limited. Um, but he's a guy that... As a backup or something like that, he could certainly go and Cooper rush you a couple of wins. Then Monday night, we just got the butt bowl, man. The Rams and the Packers, no one wants to see that. That's going to be ugly, disgusting football. You got Green Bay, who's out of it. The Rams, who are out of it. The only fun thing about this game is that it's going to be 24 degrees, so it's going to be some cold weather football. Green Bay is coming off of a win against Chicago. The Rams are coming off of a win against Las Vegas. Um, But both of these teams are are not in contention to do anything significant postseason-wise. Um, I promise you some NBA. I'm over here talking about NFL. I didn't talk about the NBA. I don't want to get tripped up. The Pels are taking on Utah tonight. It's a rematch of the game a couple nights ago. Um, the Pels are 18 and 9, Utah 16 and 14. Want to see New Orleans rebound tonight. You laid an egg a few nights ago. You didn't play good. Got beat up. You laid an egg. Now it's time to go and make amends for it. Brandon Ingram, I don't think is going to be available again. Let, let's see. Let's try to get an update. Let's look in the injury report. Yeah, he's going to be out another week with a toe injury. Um, given the history of New Orleans athletes with toe injuries, he may be out for the rest of his career. No, no that's only Michael Thomas. My bad. Um, Jose Alvarado is going to be out tonight for New Orleans. So you are shorthanded, but I don't care about that. Go on the road, make amends. You You played poorly. You didn't give great effort. A couple nights ago, had some foul trouble that you dealt with. Deal with it better tonight and go beat Utah. You're better than Utah. Go beat Utah tonight on the road. Have a chance to make a big statement. On NBA TV tonight, you got the Bucks and the Grizzlies. That'll be a lot of fun. You got the Suns and the Clippers, which will be a lot of fun. That's at 7 and 9.30. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll give you some betting picks. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be putting a bow on this show in the next segment.
8: From the entire team at Golden Motors, we would like to wish you an amazing holiday. Thank you for your continued support of our dealership. We look forward to serving you for more years to come. Happy Holidays from Golden Motors. As the holiday season is upon us, we find ourselves reflecting on the past year and those who have helped to shape our business. We hope that this year has been just as memorable for you. We look forward to working with you. Happy Holidays from Coastal Casualty Insurance.
4: Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Health System.
10: Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury, or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today, 985-493-4501. The Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine.
4: This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Health System, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction.
1: Christmas is a special but busy time for Louisiana families. Our goal is to help them save time for enjoying the company of other loved ones. The Incredible Edible Egg makes the most of the holiday season by offering tasty recipes sure to delight. Visit LAEgg.com for time-saving recipes, ideas, and tips on the versatility of eggs. This message is brought to you by the Louisiana Egg Commission. I'm Commissioner Mike Strain reminding you to include the Incredible Edible Egg at your Christmas table.
0: Danos is celebrating their 75th anniversary. Their thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made their progress possible. And in this spirit, they say thank you and best wishes for the holiday season
6: and a happy new year from everyone at Danos.
2: It's the Big Finner sales event right now at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
0: LSU football just got some big news, some big, big news. Five-star defensive back Javion Tovano uh, just committed to LSU, giving Brian Kelly a big, big, big domino uh, that dropped for his recruiting class with Tovano's recruitment and commitment secured. LSU now currently has the number three recruiting class in the country, according to 24-7 Sports, trailing only Georgia and Alabama. The Tigers have 25 commitments secured. And it's just an unbelievable job well done by Brian Kelly and his staff to secure this much talent in this high school class, which will be signing in the coming weeks on the early signing period. Um so a Hurd, five-star offensive lineman from Neville, is in the class. Shelton Sampson, great receiver. Deshaun Womack, edge rusher from Maryland. And now Tavano from Arlington, Texas. A big, big get for Brian Kelly and his staff. Racking up. Racking up. Uh, I said it on the show a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago. Uh, you better get these guys now because in the in the future, it is going to be really tough to bring these Tigers down as they get a big five-star commitment from a defensive back from Texas. It's going to be adding a lot to the LSU class. Our picks for today are as follows. We've got the Miami Heat. I like them minus three and a half over the Houston Rockets. I think that Miami is going to go on the road and beat up on Houston. That's been playing well. Uh, Coach Steven Silas has gotten a lot of emotion out of his team. Coach Silas lost his father a couple days ago, and the team has been playing hard for him. I just think some of that emotion will fizzle a little bit tonight and give me the heat minus three and a half over Houston. I like the Suns. The Suns have lost a million in a row. They lost five, six games in a row. I think that at some point they're going to get back on track. I think they're going to beat the Clippers today. Give me the Suns plus one and a half over Los Angeles on the road. Tonight, I also like over 227 for the Grizzlies and the Bucks. I think both teams will be able to score on the other. <laughs> In college basketball tonight, I like, let me see, um, give me, oh goodness, I'm trying to find it on the list. I had it a second ago. I give me Nichols State University. Um, Actually, I'm sorry, give me Southeastern plus 7.5 against Nichols State University tonight. I think the Colonels will win, but I think it'll be a close game between those schools. It always is. Give me Oregon State plus 1.5 over Seattle. And then the last one that will be taken here is give me uh, Louisiana Lafayette minus 12 over McNeese. Thanks to everybody for listening today, and I also want to thank our sponsors. We haven't had a chance to do so today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bince RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge in Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Neil Small Engine. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Uh, Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South LaFouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. That's all for me today, brothers and sisters. We've got some middle school basketball tonight on the AM side. I'll be at Nichols on the FM side, so a fun night of basketball on both of our networks. Tomorrow's show, I have Chan Leguitros. I have Leon Veal, the boys' basketball coach at Vanderbilt Catholic. I'll also have Damian St. Pierre recapping LCO and Golden Medal. Adios. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB.